Hello and welcome to Fancy a Blether podcast. I'm your host, Kirsty Taylor. Um, before we hop into the usual episode and the positivity and the good things happening in the world and the solutions we're hopefully creating, I just want to take a moment to say how truly devastated I am for Lebanon right now. I don't think devastated even covers it and um, we have put a post on our Instagram earlier on today about what you can do to help Lebanon. Please, please take some time out of your day to help these people in need. Um, yeah, I'm speechless. The world is becoming such a dangerous place for so many reasons sometimes and we would need to help them to find their solutions and we need to help the people in Lebanon. So please, please just take this time out of your day to read that post to find out what you can do to help don't don't read our posts just look online see what you can do research we'll have lots of links in the show notes for what you guys can do and um, I just felt that was really important to mention before we hop into the main episode so yeah so anyway feels rather strange to just continue on after that but yeah um, this week's episode is with Rosie Glow Productions, who are a trio of sisters who started a production company right here in Scotland in um, in Perishire, and they are putting on a show called Revival, which is a, the first drive-in theatre of Scotland, and um, it's going to be epic, and they're doing really incredible things for the art, so do stay tuned for the, for the interview with them later on in the episode and find out how you can get involved and how you can come along to a revival if you're in the area. But yeah, just before we get started, of course, we'll start off with the small wonder of the week. So the small wonder of the week this week, um, the other day I was in my kitchen and there was a, a cloud with the most perfect outline. It was as if somebody had spent hours and hours drawing and curating this insanely insanely well rounded cloud that sounds so bizarre but it just looked so breathtaking I don't really have the words for it so I ran through and told my dad and he wasn't really as impressed as I was but that is my small wonder of the week so there's cool things in the world to pay attention to and for what I'm engaging with it was originally of course going to be Folklore by Taylor Swift. I've been playing it non-stop. Those of you who know me know I'm a massive Swifty fan, but now I'm just doing research on how we can help Lebanon. So that's really what I'm engaging with is what we can do to to help the people who are suffering so terribly. So that's what I'm engaging with. So now we will hop into our poem of the week, which will be related to the arts as that's what this episode is about. So this week's poem is one that I found on Instagram by K underscore Shire. Um, her Instagram at is at eternity underscore of a underscore poetry. Um, but I will have that in the show notes so that you can check out the rest of her poetry. She writes really incredible poetry. And this week we've chosen to feature her poem simply named Theatre. Theatre. An ephemeral reality truer than the one of ours. 
at times a faithful reminder to all of posterity, sometimes a lesson learnt from our historical ancestry. Theatre that requires careful attention like a child yet preaches like a parent, theatre, a powerful entity that is never dormant. So, like I said before, that poem was called Theatre and it's by eternity underscore of underscore poetry and you can find her on instagram so yeah check out her work and now we're going to kick on into the main episode with rosie glow productions so enjoy hi all so Kirsty just popping in here before we kick into the main episode to talk about our charity spot for the week those of you that are new every week instead of having ads we highlight one charity and this week the charity was chosen by our guests rosie glow Production. So the charity that they chose to highlight is called Acting for Others, which you can find at www.actingforothers.co.uk. I'm just going to read you a little bit from their website of what they're all about. So here we go. Curtain calls and cries of encore, the end to a perfect night at the theatre. However, it isn't always the perfect ending for the ill, injured or elderly who can no longer work and now find themselves in need. That's where acting for others steps out from the wings and into the limelight. For every successful performer, there are hundreds of actors, dancers, musicians, lighting technicians, scene painters, wardrobe staff, front of house, backstage staff who are not so fortunate. They may be suffering from illness, injury, be caring for a child with special needs or have reached an age where they simply can no longer work to support themselves or make ends meet. Acting for Others is made up of 14 individual theatrical charities, each with their own remit. Between us, we offer financial and emotional assistance and support to those in the entertainment profession who have fallen on hard times. The members' charities dispense over £2 million to hundreds of people within the profession every year. So that's a little bit about what Acting for Others does. Um, if you're interested in checking them out, getting involved, seeing what you can do to help out, um, check out their website, actingforothers.co.uk. I'm sure they have an Instagram and things like that as well that you, I'm sure you'll be able to find via their website. Um, of course, donate if you can. Um, if not, then spread the word, raise awareness. And if you are an artist or somebody who works in the arts, a theatre worker, that has been affected by COVID-19, please do get in touch with Acting for Others because they have information about how they can support you during this time. And to get in touch with them, you can contact them at a4o at trtf.com. And that's a4o at trtf.com. Yeah, so check out Acting for Others and enjoy the rest of the episode. Okay. And welcome this week to Rosie Glow Productions who are here to talk a little bit about their new adventure that they started during lockdown. So I don't know if you just want to start off by introducing yourselves like one by one. Sure. Um, I'm Victoria. Uh, I'm normally an actor and singer and I'm one of the co-owners of Rosie Glow Productions. I'm Rowan. I'm usually a dancer. I've traveled the world dancing and now I'm back here and also started this productions. Um, I'm Harriet, uh, I'm usually a scientist and now I'm also uh, a co-owner of Rosie Glow Productions. 
Amazing, perfect. And what inspired the name? I love the name Rosie Glow Productions and I was wondering what inspired that specific name? How did you guys come up with the name? Well, we were, we actually wanted something like kind of, we're thinking of trying to bring a rosy like outlook on life in such yeah. a dark time. That's kind of what we were going with when we were thinking of like, like rosy outlook, rosy, and we were, we went through like a million names, like names. But eventually we came across Rosy Glow, it just kind of flowed, it kind of embodied what we were trying to bring put across mm. in in our whole outlook and then yeah, that's where we are. <laughs> nice. No, I love the name. I think it's such a good like catchy name and has like a really nice positive feeling about like a nice warm feeling about it and um, so what inspired you guys all to get involved in the arts so like before you started obviously Rosie Glow how did you all get involved in the arts in different ways just like growing up and things like that like what was the I thing our, our family in general are very arts orientated and um, um Ryan and myself are both performers and our elder sister's a vocal coach um so our family's constantly being around music and and creativity anyway um, I know getting into it, it was going to like local dance schools, all three of us, all four of us went to, um, Julie Young Dance Schools, which is in nice. Perth, and we started off there and just kind of build up, we, me and Moran both went to the Dance School of Scotland, I ended up going to East 15 Drama School, and Moran went to Elmhurst Fellow School, yeah. Um, nice. yeah. So it's like a Our cool thing as well that you've... You can all like share as a family as well, which is nice. So it's like a yeah. common, a common interest. That's super cool. And um, how did you guys come about like with this idea? How did it kind of start? How did it grow? Kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, what was the journey, or what's the journey well, been so far? <laughs> the idea started just one evening. We were sat in the living room, uh, having a glass of sangria, and scrolling <laughs> <laughs> Instagram, and uh, I came across. It's actually similar shows um, in Germany, like drive-in kind of okay. shows, Germany and Norway and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was just chatting to them. We started chatting about it and I said, like, oh, look, I've seen this. Like, this is so cool. We don't have anything like this in Scotland. And then, yeah, we just kept chatting and it went from there, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. And oh, then it snowballed. It snowballed from <laughs> the us snowball sitting in the living room to being like, oh, maybe we should actually look into it. Like, we spoke to some friends and said, oh, we've seen this idea. We actually think it's worth even trying it and then people were like no that's a cool idea and then we just kept asking people and moving forward until actually we're here and we're two weeks out of opening night. Amazing. <laughs> I remember the day after we'd been we'd first done school we all went through it into your bedroom and we're like do you guys actually want to do this and we're like yeah we're gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> yes it's happening this is the perfect time for you to plug the event so the dates what it's about like kind of like the elevator pitch if you will of what the event's all about for people listening. So Revival is a drive-in variety show that completely adheres to like social distancing guidelines. Meaning you can come in, in your car, you'll be completely socially distanced and really, really safe. Uh, the show itself is like a classic variety show with a modern twist. So we've got dancers, we've got singers, we've got a comedian, we've got a magician. So there's a little bit of something for absolutely everyone. Um, gran, children, the dog, everybody's gonna love it. You should just <laughs> yeah. come along. We're also giving a proportion of our profits towards an amazing charity called Acting for Others. So 
by buying a ticket, you're actively helping the arts and giving back to the creative fields that really need a help right now because it's not just actors and performers who are struggling, it's every single aspect of the arts. Front of house, ushers, backstage, artists, set designers, costume designers, everybody mm. needs a hand because it's a pretty much almost a completely freelance industry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this show did last weekends in August. Yeah, um, so, and it's Skin Palace. It's, yes. it's, it's beautiful venue. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be so, I'm so excited. It's going to be so good. <laughs> I feel like that's a really good location as well. Trying yeah, to it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I said, well, if I pay for the car, will you come? <laughs> and my mom said, yeah, okay then. Yeah, bring them all along. Get everyone involved. They'll all love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They might be surprised how much they enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the other thing as well, of course, um, you mentioned the charity. So we're actually our charity spot every week on this podcast. We do, I don't do ads or anything because this isn't my full-time career. Instead, I do a charity spot earlier on. So... Um. That is the chosen charity. So that was chosen by you guys for this week. Yeah, so hopefully yeah. people find out more Good. about that. Um, so why do you believe that the arts are so, this is quite a big question. Um, the arts are so important, not just necessarily in your life, but maybe like in Scotland as a country. I mean, it could go worldwide, but that's an even bigger question. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm showing a lot that being involved in the arts, participating and even watching it can really help people. Like it helps improve mental health. It helps, especially right now, people are really locked, like locked in their houses and can't get out. It can be a nice, like an evening or a day away, can be a lovely um, escape for people when it's pretty mm. rubbish at the moment. <laughs> but also, like art in all forms and theatre and performance and everything gives us moments of history that we can look back on, like paintings, we can look back and see parts of time, sculpture. And theatre is the same way. It's, there's some shows in London that have been running for 30, 40 years, and they are a staple in our culture mm -hmm. and it's not just these things that we see we're absolutely inundated with that as a culture everywhere we go it's on Netflix it's on our walls it's even down to the memes that people make those <laughs> would not be created yeah. without people who study and train and use it and I don't think people realize how much it is completely ingrained in our society mm -hmm. yeah and all these even from like what you watch on Netflix to this live thing, it really affects you and it, it's an escapism for mm -hmm. everybody and it's such a positive stamp on people's like mental health and especially our kind of thing because everybody's been stuck at home of course they've had the Netflix movies but um, now you can like get out and still see a little bit outside of your little bubble of your home yeah. so even that is a, a slight benefit to your mental health being yeah. able to go out and do something and also feel safe and not have the anxiety of worrying about all the issues that are in the world right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think as well what's nice about your event is that it's a collective experience, but it's still like a safe yeah. environment to have a collective experience. Yeah, obviously, exactly. Like, right now people want to be more careful, which of course everyone should be, but there's still like a collective thing happening. It's like going to the cinema, but obviously like in your car, but you're all yeah, see, you're yeah. all watching the same thing kind of thing. So like yeah, you yeah. could one of your friends could be there the same night as you and it can be something that you can talk about. And although you weren't in the yeah. same car, you're still having that experience, which I think is something that people kind of underappreciate a lot about the arts in general, yeah, about yeah, live yeah. theater and things like that. I think people don't think about the community aspect it can bring. 
even though exactly. you can go by yourself there's still kind of like an aspect of community within the audience which is something that I think people have craved a lot during lockdown and I, yeah, yeah, completely. It's I do think it going into our planning has been a lot of that so you have a slightly small audiences and some other drivers mm -hmm. in England who want to give it a more intimate theatre experience yeah. yeah 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 I get you and I do think it is escapism but I do also love that the artists can make a statement that they can kind of yeah do something with what's going on in the world and also like for educating as well some people just understand things better through like the medium of dance or through yeah. the medium yeah. of singing yeah. and things yeah. rather than like being spoken at so I think it's quite good for that as yeah. well new, a different way self-expression <laughs> yeah exactly a better as therapeutic really like I I started doing painting in lockdown and I'm not like I'm not good at painting and it's not like looks like a yeah. sexual did it but it's like nice like I when I do it I'm like oh this was enjoyable yeah. like I'm not going to sell it or frame it but it's a therapeutic <laughs> thing to do yeah, it is actually in my yeah, it's in my parents' conservatory, actually, but I think somebody asked the other day if an eight-year-old made it, and I was like, oh, <laughs> we've moved up two years, so that's all right. <laughs> um, yeah, do you have any exclusives, though, for the listeners of who, who the performers are going to be? Anything you haven't put on your Facebook yet you can share? Oh, let's, can you maybe give me a little hint as to what's in the show? We have, actually, one of the numbers is something you might have seen on TikTok, if anyone's a TikTok fan. Oh, <laughs> that's <okay>. a, <laughs> a little exclusive. <laughs> Yeah, before, <laughs> before it gets banned. Before it gets banned, yes. Yeah, so if you still want your TikTok fix, come to our show. <laughs> Revival, the place to get your TikTok fix. Exactly, nice, exactly. that's so cool. Um, so I guess going off of before, obviously we spoke about what the arts mean to like everyone and why they're important, but what do they mean uh -huh. to each of you individually? And I guess also potentially what do they mean to your family as something to do as a family? Okay, I'll start. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, it's my, my job. So that's one thing that it is, is my profession. But also mm -hmm. I'm very lucky to have found a job that I love and is like also my hobby and my passion and mm. everything else. And in general, it's a time for me personally when I'm, when I'm performing and I'm creating, I probably feel the most confident in who I am as a person, feel the most unmistakably me and how I want to feel all the time. And it's probably a little bit selfish, um, but I, I, that's why I love performing because it makes me feel good and if I know that I can mm -hmm. as a person who watched me, then I I don't think that's that. selfish. That's, I don't think it's selfish. Because if you're not able to be yourself and look after yourself, then how can you help other people? So really it's selfless exactly. to be selfish, in my opinion. Oh. So I don't oh, think that. You, <laughs> so <laughs> you can put that on your wall. <laughs> yeah, I'll write it in Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's the similar thing. Like I have always grown up with the mm. arts and performing and I've been lucky enough to do be performing a lot of my career, I've had a good career, and actually in these past few months not being able to perform, it does affect me, and it's such a, I don't know, because I'm used to it, I'm used to having this, being able to express myself through, for me it's through movement and dance, mm -hmm. or choreography, um, it, for me it's just a way of expressing myself, and being able to like, 
bring happiness out of me and show my emotions in a way that other people hopefully makes them happy too. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, it's an expression. I think it's an important expression for me and for the people watching. Nice. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, I'm, I've never been the one who likes to be in the limelight. I definitely prefer the backstage kind of things. But growing up, I loved the arts. I was always a singer and into music. I used to paint a lot. And I just, coming back to it for this, it's made me so proud because I'm really enjoying doing a piece of work which I'm so proud of. And it's giving back to people because we're trying to give back to the local community. We're trying to give back to support so many people in the arts right now that it's really fulfilling to do something nice, that you're proud of and that you're giving back to people. Yeah, it's a nice feeling, isn't it? And plus, I backstage people are just as important anyway. So, exactly. like, every, everyone's needed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't you work without everyone. As, you yeah, you wouldn't have the show if nobody was there to put people in their streets. You wouldn't have the yeah. show if nobody was there to sell the tickets. You wouldn't have mm -hmm. the show if there was no lighting. You can't do a show in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't, but it's going to be rubbish. Interesting. You can't socially distance if you're doing a show in the dark, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> um, so what's been your go-to thing to watch, read, listen to, write, anything like that during lockdown? What's been like your things that you've kind of been the most, you've watched the most or listened to? Do you know what I mean? I mean, I'm obsessed with Netflix. Um, Any particular which is shows? not healthy. Uh, do you know what? Not I'm not alone. gonna lie. I watch a lot of what I would consider trash American shows. Like what? I, bet, I bet I've seen them all. I, um, I mean, I started last night watching the second series of The Umbrella Academy. That was fun. Oh yeah, um, I just started that this morning. So did I. Yeah, I've got the other one. Literally um, right before this. And I tried to listen to more podcasts and stuff to get more into nice. it. Um, I listened to uh, one that my friend does which is called Cloud Podcast and it's really cool and looks Wait, like we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, put it in the show notes. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. Nice. Yeah, I, to be honest, I listen to a lot of radio. <laughs> mm. yeah, when I drive my ride, I... Got a favourite channel though? What's your favourite radio station? Either, to be honest, I either just watch just Radio 1, watch, listen to <laughs> Radio 1 or KFM. So yeah, I love a bit of TFM. Yeah, a bit of TFM. Just yeah, I like to have radio on. I like I like music, so I just generally. But I'm not even one. I don't pick. I like I love on Spotify. Just finding mm. like a random playlist for the day. Like it'll be like Monday Monday inspiration or something, and it's just like completely random songs. But I like rather than I don't have ones that I listen to all the time. I like to have different okay. ones every day, depending on my mood. Um, That's cool though. You just um, like. To go with the flow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like to just. I've always liked to listen to new stuff, and uh, I don't actually watch too much TV. I did that's, watch that Tiger King series. <laughs> oh, did you? Did you watch the reunion? Did you watch yeah, the reunion yeah. show? What was that? Oh, Might that as well was a... a Zoom call. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was so bad. <laughs> Very disappointed. That's pretty much my Netflix. Uh, nice. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. I, I, watch, I listen to a lot of music on, Net, on Netflix, on Spotify, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but again, uh, I just kind of listen to random stuff that I enjoy. <laughs> I've been listening to your friend's podcast when I go running, but I'm not running so much recently, so. <laughs> 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 Beginning of lockdown, that was great, 
else to give them. That's interesting. Um, Do you like listening to a podcast when you run rather than like music? Well, I used to think that I like listening to music, but mm. actually I get really distracted. I'm not a very good runner. Yeah. So I get really distracted by podcasts because I really enjoy them. Oh, so then okay. I don't realise how far I've run. And I'm not well, a quick runner and it's not like I'm trying to try any that. I listen so to like the like, Nike, the Nike playlists because they have a good <laughs> beat normally. But I do mm-hmm. sometimes feel like I want to go a bit slower right now. Can you like maybe stop? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I should listen to one. I don't really listen. I don't want to listen to myself though. So I need to find. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You can find some good podcasts. Yeah, I've got I a couple find, that I like. Yeah, I just find that it's kind of different, and it um it distracts me, which is what I need because I'm mentally I'm not a good runner. So I need something to completely distract mm, me and forget I get that. that I'm actually forcing myself to exercise. Nice. Um, yeah. I'm also really into like prison documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> but I was really into them until you told me something and it scared me and then I could watch oh, them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? I think it was a like murderer story. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, it's when you put like that. And you're like, did you hear about this person? I was like, oh my god, I love a good crime documentary but when I'm like living like right now it's fine because I'm living with my parents but normally I'm living alone and I have to like watch something else before bed I'll be like oh let's just put on like a funny YouTube or something because I won't sleep otherwise and I'm like oh why did I watch this the real detective (laughs) the real detective's the most recent one I've been watching quite good it's quite intense they're all like obviously real stories and every time it's a different detective but they are quite quite graphic they do I want to know all the psychology but then I get a bit like god but if I can understand their psychology then how close am I to being them like, yeah, yeah. Like that. that's a bit scary <laughs> no sweet um what was the other thing oh yeah I this is a bit of a rogue question but what do you imagine the world would be like if we didn't have the arts like what do you think boring very yeah, boring right. yeah I think I people think would. It... No, you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, I don't think people realize how much they rely on the arts. Mm. Like, even like a poster or like all that kind of stuff. There's so much. That, even your clothing, like that, is designed by someone. Mm. <laughs> like, even it's colors. an artist that designs fashion. Like, fa- like everything is the, the world, world relies on yeah, it. The so world much. we wouldn't be doing anything. I think. Uh, I think the arts is an expression of intelligence as well and an expression of, I think, growth as humanity from when we were just mm. roaming about, um, not with dinosaurs, but, you know, I mean, that times long, long ago. Same with, like, every, everything that's been written, oh, so much has been written, has been written for enjoyment. And if it was just written to be, just to be words, it, it, I don't think you possibly could have a world that had no arts. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. when people put it on a plate, yeah. that can be the way people present stuff. It yeah. you present yourself. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that society would really exist without no, in terms of like, because obviously literature is also art, but not necessarily like a book, but like <laughs> someone writing something on cereal. Like sometimes they try and make that funny and things like that. Yeah, and exactly. What would you do otherwise? Just have like a blank thing with like the calories. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even so, like jingles on the ad- TV adverts and stuff. Mm, that true. person spent years in music school learning how to write music. That's and true. they wrote the best jingle they could. Yeah. <laughs> what would you just be like? Toast. <laughs> <laughs> That's the advert. 
and just like yeah. a black and white photo because it couldn't be like a video or anything yeah, yeah exactly. it would just have to be like the word toast and nothing else because then yeah, yeah. and even then we've got a graphic designer <laughs> <laughs> can't win can't win yeah i agree so just to round it off how do you guys think that people at home can support the arts right now of course obviously by buying a ticket for revival or volunteering or getting involved but other than that what else can they do i think check in if you if you don't have any means to like financially help check in on your friends who you know that are artists see how they're doing um just make sure people are doing this okay because it's a really tough time and mm. a lot of people in the orphans of the arts because a lot of us work multiple jobs Mm -hmm. aren't having access to the funding that other people would get because they don't reach a certain threshold of employment or and are really really struggling so just check in on people see that they're okay yeah. checking in on like your local theatres and stuff because there's so many more people than just your performers that you think of when you think of the art there's ushers and everyone so many people that are being affected by it right now so i think just checking in on your friends you know work in that sector that would need help yeah. and have a look at it there's so many at the moment there's so many um like live online things that you can watch or even just support places like share people's posts that are really, they're trying to start up again. There's also theatres that are trying to start up or like us, we're trying to do a drive-in, but we're not the only ones. There's a lot of other places in different areas of the country that are trying to do these. So even if you can't go or you can't financially afford it or whatever the situation is, even if you just share a post, it mm -hmm. really helps people like spread the word and help bring back to yeah, I think that's such and a good point. I think that's such a good point that it's so important to spread the word because you never know that the people in your circle that don't live near you might be near something that they could go yeah, to exactly. that obviously you can't. And obviously, like if you have a friend who's like trying to, I don't know, like make their song big on Spotify or something, just like retweeting it and something like that just increases yeah. the audience and it like snowballs. So I think that's super literally like one second of your time to press mm -hmm. the button. Exactly. Yeah. It's the it's bare free. minimum you can do, and it's free. Exactly. Yeah, these so, little things are Yeah, and just to round off, there's two things. So the first thing is before you like shout out your social media and everything, every week, obviously, um, I, I don't know if you know, but I studied English literature, so every week I say what I'm reading right now. So I don't know if uh -huh. you have any book that you're reading. It doesn't have to be one you're reading this week, but what are you reading like at the moment kind of thing? It can be like a magazine, a uh, newspaper, a uh, book. Like it doesn't have to be one type or an audio book as well. I'll go first while you think That's of yours. I'm still reading. <laughs> I'm still reading um, where the <laughs> where the crawdads sing by Delilah Owens. That's our um, book club book of the month for this podcast we've just started a book club as part of the podcast so i'm reading that and i've also been reading the new um magazine of o magazine which is like a mindful magazine that used to be called o comly so that's what i've been reading this week. you guys have anything you can think of <laughs> i've been reading uh may martin's book mm -hmm. not say chance actually the life thing cannot remember the title at this moment in time but uh it's about uh, sexuality because you said it and it's like a comedy satire yeah if you send me the name of it i can put it in the show notes for people to check out yes, i feel like i've not read anything <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I mean bbc articles yeah. um that that <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i've been rereading the script for this show multiple times and trying to tweak it um mm -hmm. yeah 
That's fair. It's still still an important thing to read. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. So just to round off, what's your social media? So if you wanna like give your own social medias, but also of course like what's the revival social media? Where can they find you online? What's your www dot? What's your Facebook, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh well for Rosigal Productions, our um website is www.rosyglowproductions.co.uk um, and you can find us on Facebook as well, Facebook and Instagram if you just search Rosy Glow Productions or at Rosy Glow Productions. And we're also on Twitter as well at okay. Rosy Glow and it's Produ1. <laughs> okay. nice. And they'll all be in the show notes for people to click the link so right. they won't need to remember. Uh, perfect well thank you so much for joining me i was going to say this morning but i suppose it's technically afternoon um this <laughs> afternoon it was great talking yeah. to you all and i'm so excited for the show and can't wait to see all, all the right. epic performers you have so <laughs> thank you so much thank you so much thank you for listening bye <laughs> Hi, at me again, just um, hopping or popping or whatever you want to say in here to end off the episode for this week. So thank you so much again to the trio of sisters that started Rose Glow Produ- Productions, Vicky, Hattie and Rohan. It's um, been a pleasure. It was a pleasure having you on and I can't wait to check out Revival and you should all check it out too. So as some of you may already know, we like to end off each episode every week with a positive news story. So this week, the story is from Good News Network. So this story is about a young girl called Daisy Watt, who lives in England, who has been painting mini Monet-style floral landscapes. And they have been selling for up to £10,000, a whopping £10,000, which is insane. And she has decided at her wonderfully talented 10-year-old mind's age to uh, to donate all that money to charity. So, so far, she, oh, uh, sorry, in 2017, she earned £50,000 through her artwork and donated it all to charity. And I'm sure by now, Daisy has raised so much more for charity. What an incredible thing to do and so kind of her to use her talent for such wonderful things so keep it up daisy keep up the work and uh amazing stuff so there's a nice little thing to end off your week if you will and well i suppose it's thursday but maybe you're listening to us later on the week and yeah have a fantastic week and don't forget to check out our instagram at fancy or hop onto our website www.fancyblether.com uh, we look forward to talking to you there and see you all next week. Bye.